Hi, Dr. Phil Flox, also known as John Billingsley, speaking. I am the president of the board of the Hollywood Food Coalition. We serve terrific multi-course meals to the unhoused and to those in need seven nights a week. We assist as many as 100 nonprofits with their food needs, buttressing extraordinary social service programs. We work with community partners to address issues of food insecurity here in SoCal. We do lots of other great stuff, but how much time do we have? If you're in L.A., come and volunteer with us at hofoco.org slash volunteer. And any Federation credits you can spare go a long way. The Trek Geeks Podcast Network is proud to have Fansets as its presenting sponsor. Fansets is the place for amazing pin collectibles with over 300 officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every month. Stay tuned for a special discount code good on your next order at fansets.com just for discovering Trek listeners. Fansets, our pins have character. Borg. <laughs> the Mirror Universe. Oh boy. Crazy drunk sex. Yeah. yeah. It's all in the day in the life on the USS Cerritos. Jump in the turbo lift and hit that down button, folks. My name is Dan Davidson, and we are Discovering Trek. Lower Decks. Thanks so much for joining us, and welcome to Discovering Trek, the Star Trek Universe Companion, presented by Fansets. Episode 8, I Excretus, gave us a great callback from TAS to TNG and all kinds of other Trek history, while making it a special episode in itself by showing yet another great Star Trek storyline, teamwork, which is something that we don't have here. I'm just kidding, because speaking of teamwork, I just happen to have the very best team here at Podfleet Command, helping me each and every week with this here podcast. Welcome back, Sarah, Casey, and Bill. A great episode this week with good laughs, good Easter eggs, and a good, solid Star Trek message. Sarah, you're looking fantastic. How are you? Oh, my God. Great. Better now. Well, can't get any better than when you're perfect. Anyway, and then we're going to go to the other side of the spectrum. Casey, what's up? Wow. (laughs) Excellent. Okay, and Bill, how are you? It's good to see you, too. You know, teamwork (laughs) makes the dream work, Dan, and that's why we're all here. Absolutely. It is a dream being here, and it's a nightmare from which I will never wake. Ragtag okay. group today. Mm-hmm. We're, on, we're on it. This is a good Patreon episode. <laughs> it is great to see all of you in all seriousness. It's always fun to sit here and talk about Lower Decks. This week's episode was really great. I really cannot wait to start talking about it. I was very, very pleasantly surprised. Um, before we start talking about this episode, though, Bill, why don't you tell our listeners how they can get in touch with us to give us their thoughts on I Excretus. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Well, I'm sure you do, Dan, but listeners, we definitely <laughs> want to hear from you. And the best way to do that is to get yourself the Trek Geeks mobile app for your iOS or your Android device. Download it and tap the more button for a whole bunch of ways to get in touch with us. And while you're at it, you can check out our brand new app exclusive shows that you won't be able to get anywhere else. Head on over to trekgeeks.com app to get all the details. Plus, you can join the most positive Star Trek Facebook group there is. It's Camp Kittimer, and it's the official Facebook group of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. It's really easy to join. Just head on over to Facebook, search for Camp Kittimer, answer a few questions that really are so simple that Dan could answer them, and we'll let you write in for all the fun and positive discussion. Truly, 
simple. And a big thank you to our wonderful admins, Haley, Jackie, and Fark, for the amazing job they do running the camp. Lord knows if it were left to Dan and me, it would be a mess. Please remember, though, that any comments or messages you leave us in any of these places, Dan, could be used in a future episode. It's very possible. I would not be surprised. Anyway. Black Alert. Black Alert. Before we start our discussion, we want to warn our listeners that this episode of Discovering Trek Lower Decks does contain spoilers. So if you haven't watched Star Trek Lower Decks Episode 8, stop listening right now, head on over to Paramount Plus and check out the episode, then come back on over to Discovering Trek. Failure to do that will put you at risk to find out plot developments and character details for I, Excretus. So, boys and girls, another great episode, Lower Decks, Episode 8. We're almost at the end of the season, which is very sad, but we're not going to dwell on that right now. We're going to talk about a great episode. I excretus. Had no idea why the episode was called that until, of course, we found out later on in the episode. I thought the episode was great. Great callbacks. A lot of uh, Star Trek history. And, Sarah, I'm going to start with you. Let's talk about what you loved about this episode, because I know you loved it. You loved it, didn't you? You did. Uh well, I can't not say no now. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. And I love this, the concept of, of having this event where they, they not only are tested in pods, which I think I would love to have seen on any of the series now that this is a thing, um, but also, you know, just that perfect reaction of, hey, Lower Deckers, you get to be in charge and vice versa. It was great. It was good, good humor, good fun. Good yeah, fun times. I definitely agree. Casey, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're in the same boat as Sarah, correct? Um, no. Really? I, I'm not. Uh, this, this episode felt a little filler to me. Um, all the simulations, I enjoyed seeing them, but it seemed like if you had studied Starfleet history and the according logs for certain adventures, you could easily pass... All of, all of these simulations. And there's a, there's a very, there's a tonal difference that I think we're being set up for, for the end of, end of this season that's coming up. And so for me, that was, it, there's kind of this abrupt shift. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, what's good? It's good. I'm glad that we have differing opinions. And now, Bill, I want to hear what you thought about the episode. Actually, Sarah's waving her arms yeah. massively. I, so, Sarah. I thought she you... just was, I thought there was a fly bugging around in her, in her office. Sarah, what's going on? You think I live in filth? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> 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 I have a question. Casey, you, you made yes. a comment, and I wanted to maybe possibly call you out, but probably not. I just have a question. Do we know how long it takes to go through Starfleet Academy? Uh, four years, I think. Four years, yeah. yeah, four years. They don't have time to learn everything about everything that happened, Casey. Come on, that's all I had to say. Slam the book shut. Okay, thank you, Miss PhD. Um, <laughs> well, back to you're, me. You're right, though. <laughs> but but really, let's let's hear from Bill. Oh, thank you. I forgot I was here. Um, so I. No, I thought we this did. was a fun episode. I, I think that I think Casey's point is a valid one. I think that there is a little bit of a filler quality to this episode, although I think it's probably one of the most creative filler episodes we've ever seen in Star Trek. I think it's incredibly enjoyable because it puts us in familiar situations that we mm-hmm. have, as fans, have always said, oh, I know what I'd do for that. And it gives us the ability to see that through those characters' eyes and then see how it just goes 
horribly wrong, which I think is really where the fun is, Dan. I totally agree. And and I will say that I agree with you 100%, Bill. This And, and I agree with Casey to a point also. I love this episode. I love the episode for the reasons that Casey kind of thought it was filler. I love the idea of having these holopods, that we had all of these different callbacks to all kinds of things from all kinds of series. Um, and I thought it really worked. If it was a filler episode, it was the best filler episode I think I might have seen in Star Trek, uh, the mm-hmm. way that they were able to do it. Um, I'm going to talk about one thing right now that I liked least out of this episode, and I know that our good friend Aaron Harvey might not like this, what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyway at my own peril. Um, I loved the callbacks. I did not like the callback to the TAS alien race of, I think it was Bem in the animated series, and I think mm-hmm. he was a Pandronian, if yes. I remember correctly. I didn't think having that um, character in this episode who was running the tests, I thought that fell really flat. I didn't think that, I thought that was the weakest part of the episode, and I really didn't care for any of the scenes that, that she was in, to be, to be brutally honest. I just thought it was kind of, I don't know if forced is the right word, Sarah, but I'm going to go with that. I just, I thought that they could have put anybody else in that and it would have, it would have worked better. I think they put that in there just to have a callback to TAS. It just didn't work for me. I don't even know who you're talking about. The one that's got the three parts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The green, the green girl. Yep. Yeah. That was, I I didn't, I've never watched the animated series. So for me, it was just a character that I didn't fall in love with and didn't really, you know, it was fine. That's cool. All right, Bill, let me ask you this. Do you, did the character in the animated series, was it able to separate like she was? I don't oh, remember that. Yeah, okay, I don't remember that part of the, I don't remember that episode very well. I, I, I really actually really liked that inclusion because it, it it's a nod to other things that we know have been in the Star Trek universe for a while. Is it a callback? Absolutely. But I think in the scope of this episode, this is really the only one this season where this works for me. Really? Um, and they gave this character kind of an attitude, which I think was a little different than what we'd expect. So um, I, there's a little bit of that mischievousness, which I would anticipate seeing. Mischievousness or whatever. Mischievousness. Um, mischievousity. Oh. And thank you. Thank you. It's creating new words. It's a Dan Davidson specialty on this show. Um, <laughs> but I, I actually, I thought it really worked for me because it introduced somebody that was outside of the Starfleet construct. And you didn't necessarily know what their motivations were because it's been 50 years since we've seen these, this alien. So for me, I, I thought it worked okay. And then she had bad ideas that were going to try to, you know, usurp the USS Cerritos. I said usurp. I did. I really did. I don't know if I said it the right way. but No, you, you didn't. I probably screwed it up. Casey, what do you think? Yeah, that does not go on pancakes. Um, <laughs> if you think about it, this is, this is like a clip show. That that's how I yeah. kept take, taking it, yeah. and so part of it was like, okay, what what is what is the point of each one of these challenges, and to see what's going on, and the familiarity thing was fine, but I kept coming back and to myself asking the questions like, where where is this leading to, because there has to be a point to what's going on here, and then we come to where it's. You know, the one side gets to see what the other side actually goes through, vice versa. And is there more camaraderie going on there? Or is it you know, like, hey, you guys have the easiest gig in the, the, the world. We've got all the stress up here. So, you know, when you're going through, it's like, and, and really, does, does all of Starfleet have this 
caste system on each ship? Very good point. Very good point because I actually said, and Bill, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask what you think. I was really surprised in this episode. I mean, we've kind of seen it a little bit in Lower Decks through the season and three quarters that we've had. There's a caste system on these ships. The Lower Deckers are looked upon with disdain, and I might even use the term discrimination uh, in in the way that they're treated by by senior staff. And on the other side of the coin. Lower Deckers really don't have good things to say about a lot of the senior staff most of the time. And I was it's really surprising that something like that, Bill, exists in Starfleet. But its it seems to, at least on the Cerritos. I don't think it's a surprise at all. We've seen this all throughout Star Trek. There have always been enlisted personnel and officers, and that's really what we're talking about here. Um, maybe on a, on a slightly different term between upper and lower deck, but Starfleet and other quasi military organizations and actual military organizations have always had a structure or a system of some kind that always favors the people with rank. Thus, you know, the phrase rank hath its privileges and kind of taking the people who don't have that rank and they get to do all the menial tasks. Oh, I don't, Um, I don't disagree with that, but I don't, I don't remember seeing such disdain i mean the the senior crew is like oh lower deckers and they give him this kind of like shrug of the shoulder that's something that i i i just wouldn't expect to see i think that's I, maybe because me i think it's because every series is always focused on the bridge crew mm-hmm. um, well, that's a good point yeah you know mm-hmm. it's it, the the lower deckers or other people have always been the guy behind the transporter console true um, or chief o'brien who became an upper decker that's true Sarah, what do you think? Think about the TNG episode with the same name, Lower Decks. Lower Decks. I mean, yeah. it's a taste Definite of it, but you system. see Riker, you know, talking about the one guy who's trying to impress him, and it's just like, ugh, like, yep. I, oh, I, I think if we saw more of that in a lot of those series, we maybe it would make more sense because I think it's, I think it's there. They just didn't touch on it. Well, and I think mm-hmm. part of the problem here is that Gene never necessarily intended for that kind of treatment mm-hmm. to be in the forefront. I, he couldn't have envisioned lower decks happening because, I mean, Star Trek was canceled in 1969. And then Next Gen happened, and unfortunately, Gene passed, you know, during its production. But at some point, I think this was bound to happen. The longer the universe was built out, and, and we kept adding on more stories and more characters. Yeah. I can, mm-hmm. I can definitely appreciate and, and, and understand what you're saying with that. Mm-hmm. I, so I can have a different, a different thought process on it. I just thought it, when, I, when I saw the way that they were treating and how, how disgusted the, the bridge crew felt that they were going to have to do lower deck stuff. It was like, wow. I mean, I mean, I understand, yes, rank has its privileges and this, that, and the other thing. But it was, just, it was a little bit shocking to me. But let's talk about some of the things that were really cool to see in this episode, whether it was filler or not. Sinner repent. <laughs> that was so Love awesome. mankind. Yeah. I mean, so many cool bored kids in the birthing chambers. Just mm. all of these callbacks were so good. Specter of the gun, Western towns, of course, the mirror universe, which is one of my favorites. And what I thought was very um, smart on the writers, uh, uh, the way that the writers did this is when they were showing the different hollow pod, um, adventures that these people could be going on, they were names of episodes from, from Star Trek history, which I thought was really mm-hmm. cool that they were naming them what we're all familiar with. Um, I just thought it was really great. Crystalline Entities, of course, was also uh, a great callback to, to TNG. So, so those are all things that I, I really liked in the episode, whether it was filler and, or not, but I love the idea. We've seen holodecks. We've seen holosuites. And now we have holopods, Bill. 
How long before Quark tries to corner the market on those things? <laughs> They're going to be popping up at, at every Starfleet transit point and, and public transporter that, that there is, all sponsored by Quark. Folks, we want to take a moment as we do each and every week to thank Fansets for being our exclusive sponsor here on the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. As Discovering Trek celebrates its one, two, three, fourth birthday on this very day that we are recording this episode, we want to thank Fansets for being our exclusive sponsor for every single episode. Yeah, that's right. And as October 1st is right around the corner, be sure to head on over to fansets.com for the latest Star Trek releases. Zindi Commander Dolem, Dr. Jillian Taylor from Star Trek IV, the one with the whales, Admiral James T. Kirk in his monster maroon uniform, and the latest Women of Trek release, the one and only, finally, Belana Torres. And as always, listeners, you get to save money each and every week just for being a Discovering Trek Lower Decks listener. Head on over to fansets.com, put a whole bunch of stuff in your cart, like all those pins that Dan mentioned, and more pins, and even more pins. And at checkout, enter the special discount code word Lower Decks. That's L-O-W-E-R-D-E-C-K-S in all capital letters with no spaces. That's going to get you 10% off your entire order. And of course, don't forget that U.S. customers will get free shipping if you spend $30 or more. Fansets, our pins have character. And we thank our friends at Fansets for being the exclusive sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. A question. Since before your son burned hot in space, and before your race was born, I have awaited a question. So I have a question for the dais. Mm. Um, and because I know which one I would select and how it would turn out. So as a lower decker, you're put into a hollow pod. Which simulation are you going to call up and how will you do? And Dan, I'm going to start with you. The game. I'll play it for <laughs> hours, hours and hours. And I'll just sit there with that goofy look on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Some might say you do that anyway. Casey, what about you? Hey, brother, with my hair going right now, I guess I'm just playing guitar <laughs> in the transporter set, you know, eating Fig Newtons with the rest of the big ear dudes. We reach. We reach. There you go. Sarah, what about you? Which one would you select and how would you do? If I get to choose anything I want that wasn't even yeah. referenced in this, I would yeah. totally go for Rascals, but I'd never turn back to an adult. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bill, let's hear it. Um, mine would be like Rutherford's in a way. Um, I would select something TOS movie era. And although his selection was hilarious to me because of the beat before the Enterprise explodes, I would go back in and rescue George and Gracie and go nice. to modern or 1986 San Francisco. Yeah. Um, and, and be that fish out of water because I think that would be fun. And I'm sure I would do much more poorly than our intrepid crew did. <laughs> Does anybody here want to take on the Tuvix? Uh... <laughs> oh, boy. I'm not going I do. I'll airlock him. I do. I'll airlock him. I got it. I just want his uniform. I, I, I fixed the whole thing for that episode. Ready? <laughs> Tuvix. You put him back in the transporter to retain his pattern, okay? You rematerialize him separated as Tuvok and Neelix, then with the pattern still in the buffer, you rematerialize again with Tuvix intact. End of who cares episode. Got it. Thank you. 
No more, no more discussion of that episode. Way too much time thinking about that, man. (laughs) (laughs) Way too much. It's the the only thing I thought about for this episode before we talked. (laughs) Yeah, we can tell. Uh, In fairness, he's had a lot of time to be thinking this week. (laughs) Hey, brother. (laughs) So, one of the things that was great was the board sequence with Boimler. Of course, Boimler saves the day, which was great. I'm going to ask a question. I did not watch the end credits. I'm sorry. I was in the middle of doing a couple things. Was that Alice? Did she show up yes. to do the voice yes. of the Borg Queen? Yes, it was. yes, yes. Her, oh, yeah. The first thing she said, I'm like, oh my God, that sounds like Alice. That's awesome that they brought her back for this. That is very exciting. So cool. I was almost I hoping it. it would be Annie Wershing. That would have been cool too. Oh, uh, yeah. But the fact they got Alice Krieger to do it was is is a hundred times better. It's awesome. That's fantastic. I loved I loved seeing the Borg. I like seeing assimilated uh, Boimler. And I gotta say, I know that some people may disagree with me. The very last line of the episode as the ship was was going off into the stars, I thought was hilarious, where he quoted Picard from family and said they took everything I was. I thought that I was I was laughing out loud when that happened. I thought that was hysterical. Anyone else? I got nothing. So here's what happened. So you told me about that scene. You I told did, me your reaction. <laughs> yeah. And then I watched it and I was yeah. completely underwhelmed. I know. You were. And I was um, and I was, I was like, like, that's because eh. you're a jerk. Uh. <laughs> I was, I just, I, it was it was unexpected. On. I thought it was it was great. I, I loved didn't it. catch yeah. it. Half the stuff I never. We're, I'm like, <laughs> gone over my. We're head. glad you enjoyed it, Dan. Thank we you. We are. But come yeah, on, Mirror that. Mirror Boimler when he pulls the Donald Sutherland invasion of the body snatchers. <laughs> yes! That, that, that was good. That was, that was the was, stuff, baby. <laughs> that was great. There was a lot of good. That, that was really good. I forgot about that. That was awesome. Throwback to Worf when he broke his back. Yep. Oh, that oh. was amazing. I love yep. that situation. Uh, time broke my life. back on a peanut. Peanut. <laughs> 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 we could go on for a long, long time. I think about this episode with all of the different things. Uh, we we very barely scratched the surface on the whole Spectre of the Gun sets. I thought that was great. Um, just so many, so many good things in this episode, and and I can agree with with Casey. And it was kind of a filler episode, but it was a filler episode that was fun. Um, so yeah, episode eight, good, liked it. I think everybody, uh, Casey, were you a thumbs midway or a thumbs up? What do you think? Come on, Mid- midway. It, I, I'm changing. It's a clip show, not a filler show. But however, so like you, lower you deck, think about it in your mind. Kind of. I, I think it's much better than Shades of Grey, though. I mean, oh. Shades of Grey is not a terrible episode. No, Let's just not, be straight up about that. Yep. It's 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 worst sin is that it's a clip show and a strike-shortened season. Mm-hmm. And this one actually has an actual plot around it, which is actually uh, kind of entertaining. So for me, it works. And as I said at the beginning of the show, the whole idea of this episode is really a great Star Trek message, and that's teamwork. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that it works, the way that they do this and, and, and get together Lower Deckers and Bridge Crew to work together to... Thwart, I don't even remember what her name was. I'm sorry. I apologize. The green <laughs> girl who separates into three different pieces. But um, it is a, it yeah. is an episode about teamwork, and I think that's the important message that everybody got. I think you're right. It is an episode. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so with that being said, I'm not e- I'm not even going to give my, I'm not even going to give my my closing comments. I'm just going to ask Casey what the hell's going on next week on Lower Decks, brother. <laughs> See, you're not, you're not, you're not ready. Well, are you? Dan, See, you don't have. Re- well, Dan, <laughs> since I'm still proofing your copy, next week, Boimler tries to find a bridge buddy 
while the USS Cerritos crew has downtime during a long warp trip. It's episode 9 of Lower Decks, Wizdoosh, also known as Three Ships. And we will be here to talk all about it next week. Until then, remember that you can subscribe to Discovering Trek by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or by downloading the Trek Geeks Podcast Network app. Don't forget, you also can support Discovering Trek and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network by subscribing to bonus content on Patreon. Bonus! Bonus! Get access to the unedited audio of all our podcasts and a lot of other perks. We want to take a moment to recognize the following amazing producers of Discovering Trek, and we are truly so grateful for their support. Mike Bovia, Chaz Bradshaw, Kyle Castillo, Peter Craig, Andy Davenport, Craig Ewing, Jackie and Chris Hackney, Kimberly Hartman, David Hood, Julianne Jordan, Lionel Marchand, Matt McGonagall, Jim McMahon, Darren Metcalf, Charlie Mulvey, Sean O'Halloran, Jamie Rogers, Casey Shavsky, Jim Stoffel, Chris Trebuzio, Ken Tripp, Christina Werther, and the lovely and talented Jess Vashon. If you would like to support Discovering Trek and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network, beam on over to patreon.com slash trekgeeks, where subscription levels start at $2 a month. Dose dollars. Such a deal. For even more great Star Trek discussion, we want everyone to check out the other member podcasts on the network. In addition to Discovering Trek, Rewind, Polytrex, Five-Year Mission, Deep Space Pride, Infinite Trek... (gasps) (sighs) <sighs> the Divine Treasury, Sci-Fi Sisters, and Trek Geeks, obviously. We're proud to welcome Drawn to Trek, Science Station 2, and with the first link to our network family as the latest additions to the Trek Geeks podcast network. You can find all our podcasts, including where to listen, by visiting trekgeeks.com slash listen. The Trek Geeks podcast network, no one talks Trek like we do. I don't think anyone reads it as good as you do either, my friend. I did half of that's that without true. even looking at the copy, actually. See, that's because you're Brilliant. Brilliant. That's because I've read it now like a dozen times. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for our discussion on Lower Decks Episode 8, I Excretus. Two episodes to go in the season, and from what Mike McMahon said on Star Trek Day, these last two episodes are going to be freaking epic. As always, I can't thank my amazing podcasting crew enough for another great discussion, so thank you, Bill, Sarah, and Casey. Can't wait to sit down with you next week to talk all about Star Trek Lower Decks Episode 9, Wesh So until next week, never stop discovering. Music for Discovering Trek is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Discovering Trek is a production of Coconut Media Works, executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.